director. And on behalf of Loud Gen, I want to welcome all of you uh, and say thanks for spending your Valentine's Day here with us. So, um, Valentine's Day, you know, it's all about love and romance and presents, yeah? And chocolates, okay? Well, maybe, maybe at least for, um, for some people. So, um, this is my husband, John, single most ravishing piece of masculine flesh to walk planet Earth. Thank you for agreeing with me. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, when my husband and I were young and, uh, and thin and, and dating, uh, there was one Valentine's Day, he, he, uh, he cooked me dinner in his uh, dorm room, <laughs> his, like, his hostel room. Um, yeah, like uh, his small little tiny hostel. He cooked like steak and uh, he had, we had like strawberries and cream and like I don't know what else. And, and um, yeah, so it was like, you know, he really put in a lot of effort. But Kathleen's like looking at the screen like... <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, yeah, so anyway, that, that's my husband. Uh, we've been married for almost seven years now, right? And uh, nowadays, it's like, oh, Valentine's Day is a commercial, you know. Every day is Valentine's Day with you, baby. Yeah, not that I get flowers every day. Um, in fact, today, uh, I went to buy flowers for everyone. And my husband's like, hey, uh, can Tompang and uh, buy your bouquet? Uh? So, so I went to buy my own bouquet, for Valentine's Day, hashtag relationship goals, yes, yes, okay, so, um, yeah, so, you know, enjoy the romance while it lasts, okay, young people, uh, yeah, but, you know, um, people do strange and embarrassing things when they're in love, right, um, I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, sorry, pressing the wrong way, uh, have you ever seen people carry, like, you know, huge bouquets of, like, roses or, like, like balloons or, or whatever, and walking the street. And, you know, usually you can tell who is the giver and who is the receiver, right? Whether they, they, they are bringing it to someone or they just got it. Because the giver will be, and it's usually the guy, right? They will be, like, a bit embarrassed. Like, you know, like, what, what am I doing? Shucks, right? But the receiver, okay, you will always know who, who the receiver is because she will always have that, smug look of fake embarrassment, like, oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing. I'm carrying this huge bunch of balloons. Um, which actually actually means like, sup guys, look at my huge bunch. <laughs> right? Right? So you can always tell like, um, who's the, who's the, yeah, that's Taylor Swift. Yeah. Any Swifties? What, what, what are they called? Swifties in the house? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so people do strange and embarrassing things, right, when they're in love. And for me, uh, a very obvious sign when a guy likes a girl, right, is when he decides to go shopping with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, because like, you know, I'm a girl, right? And sometimes I don't even like to go shopping with other girls. And you know, there's a whole Instagram account called Miserable Men, right? There's just like dedicated to, to how miserable men are when they have to go shopping with the ladies, right? Or with their, their girlfriends or wives or whatever. And so guys who voluntarily go shopping with girls when they are under no obligation to, usually, hmm, you know, it's doing strange things for love, right? And, and you know, it's not just uh, romantic love, right? People do strange things for love in general, okay? So, for example, take my husband, okay? Like, he's all macho and um, manly. You know, he's very guy. He's like a very guy guy, Okay? Um, 
But but when we were dating, he he's like he's no choice. You know, he has to watch like Legally Blonde with me, or like um you know go should go shopping with me. And and now as a father of two girls, uh, he often has to do strange things as well. For example, uh, sometimes he has to play dress up, yeah, like uh, the love of a parent. You know, putting aside our pride because our daughters want to go to Hello Kitty town and insist on. Dressing up as Hello Kitty, uh, and that's my younger daughter. She's just like, you know, save me from my embarrassing family. And uh, ironically, my older daughter, she looks like not too happy there because the Hello Kitty hat is like too big for her. It's like falling off of it. So she's like, so like my kids look, uh, you know, so like me and my husband look like, hi, we love this. But actually, we're like, oh man. So, so you know, people, people do strange things, right? Um, because of love. And you know, in the Bible, it tells us that. God loved us so much that he did a really strange thing for us, okay? He, he offered his own son, Jesus, as a sacrifice. Um, and that means that Jesus had to die in place of us in order to save us from our original destiny of death, okay? And so you know how on Valentine's Day, um, we all get Valentines, right? Already some of us get Valentines. Uh, and they're meant to be signs of... Uh, of the other person's love for us. So, for example, we might get a coffee because I love you a latte. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for appreciating. Or like, you know, you are beautiful. And uh, I can't remember what's the one they, they said just now. Or, or we, got, we could get a pizza because you've got a pizza in my heart. Yeah. Clearly, you all are enjoying these jokes. Thank you very much. Uh, or like, you know, okay, sweets for my sweets and all that. Okay. Yeah, okay, but seriously, okay, um, you know, when Jesus came to earth, right, when Jesus came to earth, um, it was really a message of, of God's love for us. It was really a message of love that God was sending to us. It was a sign of God's love for us. And John 3.16 is um, a famous verse from the Bible, and it's really kind of like a simplified statement. It's almost like uh, a simple summary of the Bible, and it's very similar to a Valentine in that, um, you know how the, statement, how, how the statements on Valentines are, are often like very simplified versions of, of love and friendship, right? And, and they're often kind of like short, witty captions. Um, so obviously love is more complex than, you know, I love you a latte or you know, some, some catchy slogan. Obviously, um, love is a lot more complex uh, than that. And, and often these statements sound cheesy or cliched. Um, and yet, sometimes, they can carry very great truths, okay? And this verse from the Bible is kind of like a valentine, right? Even though the statement is short and, and it, it appears very simple, um, the words are very powerful and, and the meaning is, is very deep, okay? So, so John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And there are four things that we can see from this verse. Okay, so number one is that God loves you, right? It says, for God so loved the world. And, and so God loves us so much. Like God loves you, you know, like specifically you, Kelly. God loves you, Daryl, right? Um, you know, God loves each of us. Yes, okay, Daryl. <laughs> right? God loves, um, God loves each of us. And for God so loved, you know, young people, old people, for God so loved doctors and maids and liars and murderers and gangsters and losers. For God so loved nerds and bimbos. 
right? You know, I mean, you get the idea, right? Like, God loves each of us. No matter how undeserving we, we think we are or other people may think we are. The thing, though, is that um, as humans, we all have sin, okay? And that basically means that we are all imperfect, right? We're, we're not perfect. And, and no one can meet the standards of a perfect, holy God. And so by right, we should all um, be kind of like doomed to death, right? But, but because God loved us so much, the second thing we see from this verse is that God gave you His Son, Jesus, okay? And, and you know, God didn't just send you a card or, or some flowers or chocolates, you know. He didn't even send an angel. He, he, he sent His only Son. And love makes people do really strange things, right? And that's why love made God send us um, His only Son as an expression of, of His love. And you know, I'm, I'm the youth pastor here, and, and I love the youths here, but I'm really sorry I would never give up my daughter for any of you, ever, right? Um, I, I wouldn't even risk her life for any, any person here. But God, God chose to give us His Son. And Jesus had to die on a cross to pay the penalty for our sins so that we could be forgiven. And so, you know, God sent His Son. And, and that really is kind of um, really, ex- like it's a really expensive gift. It's really costly and crazy, like on a different level. But that's how much God loved you and me. And He gave us His one and only Son to die on a cross for our sake. Okay, so God loves you. God gave you His Son. And the third thing we can see from this verse is that God actually wants you to believe. Okay, and God's deepest desire is that you would believe in His Son and live with Him forever. Um, you know, God is looking for a response from us, right, in response to His love. And, and contrary to popular belief, He's not looking for you to do a lot of good deeds or to, like, give a lot of money to charity or to, like, kind of earn your way to, to, to salvation. Um, he just wants you to believe in Him and not just kind of agree that there is a God out there and that Jesus died for us, but to make a personal um, decision to believe in God. And the fourth thing we can hear, uh, learn from this verse is that God wants to give you eternal life. That means living forever, right? You know, God wants to give you a future with Him in heaven. And heaven is supposed to be a place where the streets are made of gold, um, where there's no pain and suffering, a place where God is and where we can be with Him forever. You know, we have everlasting and eternal life. And this is life that, that never ends, right? And so He wants you to be Forever Not Alone, right? So that's why we, um, we, 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 we call this event Forever Not Alone. And, and you know, the thing is that um, many people in this world fear loneliness, right? I mean, how many of you have ever felt lonely at some point of life? Very enthusiastic response from Daryl. Um, but yeah, I'm sure at some point um, of our lives, you know, we've felt lonely, Right? And I'm sure you've also heard of, um, in fact, recently, right, there have been many suicides of um, celebrities. You know, they are, they are famous, they are good-looking, they're successful people, they're popular people. But, but, but they decide to end their lives because they, are, they, they were just desperate and depressed and, and just incredibly, incredibly lonely. Despite being surrounded by fans and money and, and accomplishments. And I'm not sure if you guys know... Um, this lady, Elizabeth Taylor, uh, she was a very famous actress in the 50s and 60s, right? Uh, which is when I... No. Um, <laughs> she was... Um, I wasn't even born, okay? Um, she was 
she, she was a very famous actress. But actually, one key thing that she's famous for is that she married eight times. She married seven men, but she married eight times because she married one, like, again. You know, like, you marry and then divorce. Okay. So, so, yeah, so she had a lot of romance and love, right, I guess. Um, and she was, she was very glamorous. She was very, very beautiful. I think she played Cleopatra once. She won um, Academy Awards. She made a lot of money. Um, and yet, one of her husbands, um, the one that she married twice, I, I read this article where he described her as um, a mess. And he said that she tells him twice an hour how lonely she is. Right? So, you know, you can be really successful and, and beautiful and, 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 and just like accomplished in general and still be really lonely. And, and this is Mother Teresa. Who, who spent her life working, you know, among the very, very poor, and then she spent almost all her life working among the poor. And she says that the most terrible poverty is not actually a literal poverty, but it's loneliness and the feeling of being unloved. And sometimes I feel that Valentine's Day brings that out. Um, you know how some people call it Singles Awareness Day, right? Like single... You know, right? It's SAD, okay? Um, the day where you are acutely aware that you are single. Um, and of course, the problem is worsened because, um, you know, the media and pop culture has, has taught us that Valentine's Day in general is all about getting that girl or that guy with the James Dean date. <laughs> yes? Swifties in the house? Nobody appreciates Okay, okay. Or, you know, like, like there's a specific um, image of love, right? You know, you get chocolates, you get a huge bunch of roses, it's like kissing in the rain or whatever, you know? And, and when I was younger, like when I was your age, um, I would wonder, hey, when would I get all that stuff, you know, that love stuff? Like, when will my Prince Charming come? And then my Prince Charming came. Okay. And um, now... Thank you, yeah. Um, and now, you know, as someone who's, uh, who's dated, who's received the roses and the chocolates and stuff, and, and, and has been, I've been married almost seven years, I can tell you that you can be lonely even when you have a boyfriend or girlfriend. And um, even when you're married. Because no matter how much someone loves you, human love will, will always fail at some point. Simply because we're human and, and we're, we're imperfect. And I believe that loneliness is something that affects all of us. And, and the thing is, as humans, we, we all have, have sin, right? And it separates us from God who is perfect and holy. And, and this sin brings about an emptiness in our hearts um, and, 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 you know, a loneliness in our hearts. And often we try to kind of fix this emptiness with, you know, a boyfriend or girlfriend or sometimes we try to fix it with, like, a, a hobby, right, or a passion or, like, keeping ourselves busy or, like, having a very great social life, that kind of thing. But after a while, we, we find, we tend to find that actually nothing really, really fixes that loneliness. You might find something that temporarily helps, but nothing really fixes that loneliness. It's like one of those best friend best friend's necklaces, you know. Have you ever seen this? Like, I'm always really amused by these necklaces because, like, alone, it's like, B-fry, like, you know, you're wearing, like, a B-fry necklace and a St. Anne's necklace. Like, it just, it, it doesn't make sense on its own, right? We will never be fully whole or complete until we receive the love of God simply because He's the one who created us and we were created to be with God. And that's why, you know, if you only have half, it doesn't make sense. The good news, however, is that God has provided a way to fill that emptiness, um, and that is through Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. 
And really the only solution to our loneliness, and our emptiness, our struggles and our problems. And so today I, I want to share with you um, the good news, right? The good news is that, is that none of us have to be forever alone, okay? Forever, you know, that, that meme there, right? Because of what Jesus did, we can know and experience God's love. And the Bible has this definition of love, okay? The definition of love according to the Bible is, this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us. And He sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And so Jesus came to die in place of us, to clear away all our wrongdoings, our failures, our shame, our, our mistakes, you know, our embarrassments, and, and, the, and the damage that all these things have done to our relationship with God. And so the question today is really, will you believe and will you receive this love of God? Will you acknowledge your need for Jesus to be complete and accept Him as your personal God and Savior and let Him be in charge of your life? And will you receive Jesus, the ultimate Valentine gift? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. And I want to end by telling you a bit of my, my own story. You know, I'm 32, and um, I've had my fair, fair share of, of struggles and insecurities while growing up. And, you know, as a teenager, I experienced um, the usual anxiety. You know, when will I find a boyfriend? When will I find the one? Or, like, will I ever find the one? Or will I always be forever alone? And, and, but not just that, right? Like, you know, I, I mean, I had, secu- I had um, questions like, well, who, who are my close friends? You know, do I really have a group of close friends? Um, do, do I have people who really understand me, you know? Um, friends that I, I can really trust and, and friends that will, you know, have my back all the time. And of course, as a student, right, most of your students here, or many of your students here, um, you strive for success, right, in your studies, and, and that's always a source of stress. And, you know, I, I mean, I did quite okay in school, but there were always people who did better, you know? There were always people who did, like, much better. And, and, and very often as a teenager, you know, you're emo and you're whatever, right? Um, and, 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 you know, sometimes I would feel like, Nobody really understands me, right? Like, even people who are supposed to be your close friends, um, nobody really understands me and, and, like, am I the only one who's feeling this way, you know, that, that kind of thing. And, um, and I can tell you that, that it never ends, that even as an adult, as a grown-up, even as someone who's married, um, there are still anxieties and there are still moments of loneliness. And sometimes, in fact, uh, it's worse when you're married because you, you're supposed to have found the one, right? So how come the one doesn't understand you and is like pissing you off, you know? Uh, why, why is like my knight in shining armor not buying me my Valentine's Day bouquet, you know? They're like, why, why is it that he, you know, he still doesn't understand me? Or, or, or as an adult, you will, you will still strive for success in your job, right? In your, in your career. And, 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 and again, that, that will be a, t- a source of stress. And, and, you know, in my life, you know, I, I think I've done okay in my career. But there are tons of people out there who have done like far better than me, right? You know, like people my age who have, I don't know, walked on the moon or something like that, but you know, that equivalent of like, I don't know, own their own company and, and stuff like that. And, and, and so I've definitely had, um, had struggles and questions in life. Like, does anyone really understand me? Am I truly, truly loved by anyone? Because the thing about human relationships is that they're really fallible, right? Like even if someone is your really good friend, like at some point of time, they, they fail you. Or even your parents, sometimes they fail you. And, and people will always fail you at some point or maybe at many points. 
And yet I can tell you that I can confidently say that, that the thing that I've always had to hold on to um, in, in my like 30 over years, and the thing that, that has always assured me and carried me through all my struggles and insecurities has always been the love and grace of God and, and really nothing else. You know, that, that God and Jesus, they are the only ones that I can trust in and, and really, really depend on because His love is perfect and His love is unfailing, enduring. Um, his love is unconditional. And, and you know, my, my story is not a particularly dramatic one. You know, I wasn't like a child slave, like a drug addict, and then my life turned around and I'm a youth pastor. I mean, you know, I, I, I grew up in church, okay? Um, I've been a Christian since I was a very, very young kid. Um, but I can tell you that that I've been able to navigate the the chaos of life, you know, the, the choppy waters of like adolescence and puberty and school and exams, boy-girl relationships, like friendship problems, loneliness, parents, um, and then later on, you know, money and work, bosses, and and all this stuff in life. I've been able to not just survive, but I believe to come out strong and confident simply because of Jesus. It's not because like I'm like very talented or whatever or I have a lot of whatever, you know, gifts. It's really simply because of Jesus. And, and in my life, He's really the answer to everything. And I know that sounds very simplistic and cliche, but it's true. It's, it's always been true for me that Jesus has always been the solution that it's always only just been Jesus. And, and the reason why I, I, you know, I became a youth pastor and, and, and I do this thing is because I really hope that people will be able to experience that same wonderful love of Jesus, that same solution to everything, really. And it's not because that Jesus you know, promises you like you will have a life with no problems and everything will be great. No, it's, it's that whatever you face, there's someone who's there for you there's someone who carries you through. And, and really, Jesus has been just my rock and my anchor through, through all the storms of life. And, and yeah, and that's what I want to share with you today. And so now I'm going to ask that um, all of us close our eyes and just bow our heads. And, and, and if you allow me to, I just want to give um, an invitation to people that if you want to experience this, this love and this stability this confidence, this assurance that you will be forever not alone, you know, that you will know um, the perfect love of Jesus, that, that it will be the thing that makes a real difference in your life. I want to give you an opportunity to respond and I would just like to pray with you. That if you want to believe in Jesus and, and to know Him personally and experience this love in your heart, I want to give you just a chance to respond. And you know, when, when, when we talk about believing in Jesus, it's not about like reciting a specific prayer or, or kind of like doing something or, or coming to church or whatever, you know, signing up somewhere. It really is just about the attitude of our heart and this, this, a decision that we make, a decision of our will. And so today, if, if, if that is something you want to experience, I just, I just want to pray with you. And, and 
yeah, give you a chance to to experience this. And so if that's you today and you want to respond, I'm just going to ask you to just raise your hand and just, you know, nobody's looking around. Just show me that that's me. And I just want to pray with you. So I'm just going to um, take some time and, and let us think about what's been said. that's you today, you want to know and experience the love of God personally, just quickly pop your hand up. I just want to pray for you. say a prayer and if it expresses what your heart feels then just pray along with me okay so it's not about the words but really just the attitude of your heart dear God I need you in my life and I thank you that Jesus died on a cross for my sins I want to believe in you and I want to receive you as my saviour and my lord thank you for taking my sins away and for forgiving me thank you that in you I am whole and complete and I can have eternal life just allow me to experience your love and your joy and your peace in my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to end with um, a song. So I'm just going to get everyone to stand up and we're going to just end with a song.
this everlasting peace and life that is found in you. So Father, we thank you. We thank you that you love us so much. That you gave us Jesus. We thank you that, that you want to have a relationship with us. And so we pray that just everyone here will experience really this love and grace in their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. So on behalf of the ministry, I just want to say um, thanks for joining us today. We, we meet here at um, 4 o'clock every Saturday. And, and yeah, I mean, the service is, is over. But if you want someone to talk to or someone to pray with you or, yeah, or just to answer questions or, yeah, you know, you can come and look for, for me or just anyone in Lao Gen. All right, so I'm going to hand the time over to our cute little MCs and... The only one is little. You know? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, we have come to the end of the service. <laughs> yeah, so but sad. as Joanne has said, we do meet here every Saturday at 4 p.m. So just feel free to come down and join us. And once again, as we have said before, um, there's a photo booth at the back of the hall So feel free to go there and take a photo With your friends and just, I don't know Post it on Instagram, a cool filter or something And there are props right there on the table So you can just like put them on and like Just snap a few pictures uh. And there's dinner downstairs So once everyone um, Is ready to go, you can like Go down to level 1 For dinner and it's free So what's better than free food So just come on down to level 1 And just yeah, join us for dinner And Outside the hall, we still have some remaining uh, brownies and stuff like that. We have roses as well. So just take it and bring it home. Maybe you can give it to like people you may want to spend some time with. But okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you for coming to today's service and have a great day. Thank you and goodbye.
oceans deep, my faith will stand. And I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves when oceans rise, my soul. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would come me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, and my faith would be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, and my faith would be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Take me.
Captive. 